The U-Haul truck backed into the driveway of the brown three-bedroom rambler. The headlights were off, which to a casual observer would not seem odd. In fact, anybody who witnessed it might have deduced that the occupants of the large truck were being polite. It was, after all, two o'clock in the morning. The headlights would have been pointed directly into the windows of the house across the street, something that the residents might not enjoy at such an unseemly hour. As the engine rattled and died, silence returned in a rush to the nondescript suburban street. Five minutes passed before the door on the driver's side of the cab opened. Finally, a small figure no larger than an average fourth grader hopped down to the pavement and scurried to the back of the truck. It was dressed in loose sweatpants and an equally baggy hoodie that would have swallowed your average pro football player. It was followed by three more shadows, all similarly dressed. The first figure was busy opening the rolling door on the back of the truck, while the other three waited anxiously, hopping back and forth like children anticipating the arrival of the ice cream man to hand them their sweet treats from his carriage. As the door rattled open, revealing a mostly empty cargo area, the trio leaped in and grabbed three large crates stacked one on top of each other. They pushed them down the ramp that the first figure had extended from a storage well just above the sturdy steel bumper. As the tower of crates rolled down the ramp, being guided by the trio of shadowy figures, the fourth scurried ahead producing a set of keys used to open the door of the Rambler's double-car garage. With the crate safely inside, the first figure re-emerged and closed the garage with a push of a button on the remote that appeared from a fold in the hoodie, effectively shutting the others inside with the crates. The small figure uttered a short series of clicking sounds as it returned the ramp on the rental truck to its original position, pulling the rolling door down and then scampered to the cab. Once it was inside, the driver's side door slammed shut, and the engine roared to life. The U-Haul truck eased out of the driveway, headlights still off, turned, and cruised away. An hour later, a taxi approached the still-dark house. The back door to the cab opened, and a shrouded figure emerged. It paused by the cab driver's open window and tossed something inside. The shadowed figure then stepped back as the taxi departed. It stood in the driveway until the taxi rounded the corner at the end of the street before scampering across the lawn up to the front door. The door opened as it reached the porch, allowing the dark figure to dart inside before closing quickly, removing any signs that anyone or anything had been there. As the sun rose and cast its faint glow on the quiet neighborhood, everything looked exactly as it had when the residents had retreated to their bedrooms, with one exception. The for sale sign in the front yard of the Brown Rambler was gone. As evening cast a chilly shadow over the neighborhood, the final strains of mothers calling their children home for supper gave way to the occasional drone of an airplane passing overhead on its approach to the airport, or that of a passing car on the nearby freeway. In some of the neighborhood homes, the dinner conversations touched on the topic of the old Panyon home. The for sale sign is gone, someone would say. 
The responses varied, from indifference to speculation on the new owners and what sort of people they might be. None of the conversations came up with a definitive conclusion, but there was one common sentiment. Nobody had seen the new owners. Inside the old banyan house, the four occupants sat huddled in a circle in the expansive living room. A series of clicks and squeaks, unintelligible to humans, passed between them as they engaged in their own conversation. "'You are sure about the boy?' the first figure said. "'He is what the bipeds call a bully,' the second nodded. "'And his ways tell you that he is particular about smaller bipeds?' the third asked. "'Yes, he corners them and inflicts physical harm,' the first confirmed. "'Then he must be removed.' the fourth figure announced flatly.